Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and to some, good afternoon. Um, today we're coming back with part two um, with Dr. Nisa Jenkins, and part one was speak up, I can't hear you. And so today we're going to start part two, which is who stole my voice. So I'm going to go ahead without further ado and let Dr. Jenkins uh, introduce herself, and we're going to jump right into it. So um dr jenkins good morning good morning good morning everyone glad to be with you again this week it is a privilege uh just to be here and and uh share my voice with you all i know last week we talked a lot about you know speaking up and and using your voice from whatever platform that you have um the opportunity to share your voice from and uh so this week we're just going to go right into to talking about Who Stole My Voice? For those of you who are joining us for the first time, I am uh, Dr. Nisa Jenkins, founder of I Am Beautiful 2 Ministries. And uh, I Am Beautiful 2 is really a a women's ministry. Um, It it caters to the whole woman, Um, her voice, her vision, her mission, her aspirations. And uh, we are so looking forward to just coming together, growing with you all, having our, our opportunity to take a platform with Renata Fuller uh, on her podcast this week and uh, just share our voice and uh, looking forward to getting right into it. All right. Yes. So we're going to jump straight into it because when I think of who stole my voice, that's powerful because I think of like, who can steal your voice? So that, I'm going to begin with that, Dr. Jenkins. What do you mean when you say someone stole your voice? Yes, yes. I think that uh, it's important to know and to recognize that there are so many of us who've gone through so many traumatic events or life events that have caused us to um, take a back seat or not share our thoughts and our minds. It can be anything, really. I know, you know, sometimes we can go through those things in life that are so difficult and so challenging. Um, some women have gone through abuse. Some some women have gone there, and it could be verbal or physical. Um, but that can uh, take away your desire to speak up. It can it can it can lessen your, your the thought of your value. And uh, you know, we we all know on the other side of that that you know we still are those individuals that God has created to have purpose. But when we go through events in life that that cause us to uh, mentally. Um, just just not be able to move forward you know it's, it's someone's taken something for from us so we're trying to get that back we're trying to move forward and find our place uh through healing and and that's that's the only way that that voice really comes back fully is is we have to go through the healing process by the hand of god in order to move forward so it can be stolen from anything it you know we, sometimes it can be a very small thing such as someone being in the same room with you when you begin to speak, they make it sound like what you're saying isn't important and they do that repetitively. And all of a sudden you start to think the same way and feel like your voice isn't important or what you're saying doesn't make sense. They don't seem to understand me. They don't, I don't, I don't seem to have the clarity. And so you begin to think the same way they're thinking, but we got to move past that. There's always someone in the room. There's always someone in our lives that we're going to encounter that needs to hear what we have to say. So it's really, it's really just that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good because you know, when you think about, um, in the day and age 
of politics, like what's going on now, it, it's very yeah. difficult for anyone to speak up now. <laughs> and so it is, it's, it's very important that we speak up. And, you know, there are some that <clears throat> have the power to even make change and they will not speak up. You know, they, they, they won't voice their opinion um, loudly, aggressively, or even publicly about some of the issues. They'll just walk by and, and not even, you know, say anything about that. Let me ask you this. Do you think um, there are a lot of people um, who have experienced a traumatic event in their lives that has caused them not to use their voice in a way that it, it is meant to be used? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think that there are a lot of people. And that's, that's really just my opinion. But, you know, I encounter people every day and I know that, uh, you know, there's some level of something that they've gone through. It's just the process of life. You know what I yeah. mean? It. it, it and we can't, we don't have a choice uh, initially when we start out about who those people are. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's our, our relatives or, you know, an uncle or aunt, someone um, that's very close to us. So they're in and out of our lives repetitively. So, you know, we, we, we don't really have a choice because we are a child. And that's where a lot of the, the, uh, the, the pain and the hurt can come in. Um, when you can't be a defense for yourself and you don't know how to share that, you know, so I definitely encourage those who have small children to, to teach them to speak up, um, to let them know you want to hear them, let them know that anything they have to say is of value. Um, and then you, you know, you as, as a responsible adult, then you, you hone that, you, you, you groom that um, and, and help them move forward. But definitely we, we've all gone through something and when I say traumatic, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the big, big trauma. It can be the little small thing that hurt it when we were a kid, the way they looked at me, the way they talked to me. It, it You know, it, it's it, it's funny, you know, we're all so different and things impact us differently in our lives. You know, we can go through something and somebody else can, it, it, it just roll right off their back. But uh, someone else can just be impacted for the rest of their lives. And that's why I think we just have to be so careful about the things we say to people, how we say them, choosing our words wisely, because we don't know what those words will do into the future of a person. So I, I just uh, think it's, it's important. Right. You know, I always have often wondered why some, some people are unable to, you know, speak, for themselves. I see my, my granddaughter and I have a grandson. My granddaughter mm -hmm. is real aggressive. I mean, like she, I hear her in, in the house sometimes, no! you know, and then <laughs> my grandson, who's about 11 months older than she, he's more passive, but he stands up aggressively too. And so I wonder sometimes what is it that makes people unable to speak up for themselves do you have any thoughts on that you know a lot of it I don't I, you know it, it varies from person to person but I, I'll speak personally for myself you know it was just those inner thoughts you know my own mind you know like being trapped in your mm -hmm. mind <laughs> um, that that caused me not to speak up at times when I knew you know I knew the answer or I had a response it was that inner, it's just like kind of like when you're in the middle of a race and somebody runs and gets in front of you and you just stop, you know, and, and, and all of that is rooted in something. It has come from somewhere. And you know what? It's really all tied to fear, right. you know, because some somewhere along the way, something has made us very, very fearful of something. And again, you know, the fear is on different levels for each of us. 
So what what I'm fearful of, you may not be, you may be able to stand strong in front of. And I, I so I, I think it just it, it stems from fear, and it, it can be anything that that just kind of gets in your head. Um, and that head talk is powerful. Yes. You know, it really is. Yeah, because it can talk you down to do yes. to not do certain things, or it can um, talk you up to do um, things. Um, I have a scripture where um, when we first talked about. Uh, who stole my voice it comes from proverbs 31 you know that talks about the virtuous woman but however um, verses 8 and 9 it talks about um, the bible tells us open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction and so you know when the bible is telling us to open up our mouths it, it, it is in, in that King James version, basically, it's just telling us to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Yes. Do, do you find sometimes, have you ever had an encounter where you saw someone that needed to speak up and they didn't and you spoke up for them? Definitely. You know, I, I, as I've traveled around the world and been in countless meetings, there have been things that people have wanted to say, <laughs> even me myself, just about to say it, don't really know how I'm going to form the words and someone else says it. Um, and they, that's just, they just spoke up. They spoke up for me. And, and I just appreciate it. Sometimes you go over to the person who, who even spoke up for you, you know, and say, I just, I had that same thought, you know, you, you, you framed it beautifully thank you for saying that you know how many times do we hear right. that so you know we hear it sometimes in our dream builders class in the morning i know uh uh marie was saying to you thank you for saying that i appreciate yeah. you saying that <laughs> so you know it's 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 just in a process that's why we have to speak up you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying we're not a what happens if you held what you were saying um and at the time when we began to speak um we don't think really about who else need, might need it, who else might need to hear it, or who else am I speaking for? We don't, that's not a part of our process. We go immediately to what our needs are and what we want to say. But I, I guarantee you, if we begin to think about, if I say this, who else am I going to help? You know, if that's our first frame, then we'll start to speak up more because we'll know that there are people who need us to say what we have to say because they can't say it. And we don't need to know the reasons why they can't say it. We just need to know that there are those reasons because we've gone through it. Right. Right. We've been hurt. We yeah. Yeah. We've been hurt, especially as women. You know, we we may have gone through divorce. That's a traumatic event. Your life has changed completely. And you may not know how to say that, especially in the early stages. I know for me in the early stages of divorce, um, which I'm still in, it's very hard to really talk about it. And it's not because I don't want to share it, you know, or say that I am because I know that I am. But it's just framing it up. It's so new that maybe I don't have all the information to to share it. But when someone else says, hey, I've been through that and and I I made it to the other side of it, you know, it's like, wow, (laughs) that helps me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that that's why I think um, platforms such as this and other flat platforms that are out there, you know, help so many people because it lets them know that I'm not alone. I'm I'm, I'm not experiencing this by myself. And it's not that you're happy that someone else has experienced your pain but you know just to know that someone else out there has experienced it and you know which it it brings me to another question that um that's i think is kind of really really important it's you know like why do you think it is so hard for us to face the things that causes us so much pain why i mean why is it hard for us to face that 
You know, I, and I, I just have to say that I, I believe that it is the workings of uh, the enemy, of the devil. It, it, you know, he knows us. He studied us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so he knows what our future holds. Now, he may not have all of the elements, but he doesn't need them to try to stop us from being who God created us to be, being available for other people. He, he doesn't. And, and you know, he, he's just so busy trying to keep us from moving forward in our lives because he knows if we move forward, if we go ahead, that we will be able to impact the world on whatever level we are created to impact the world on. And and to me, there's nothing small because we change lives every day through our voice, through our visions, through our aspirations, through our thoughts, through our work. Um, we, we, We change the world. So, you know, I think he knows that and and he always tries to get in front of us to keep us from moving forward, to steal our voice. Exactly. And, you know, when we understand um, those vices or those things that um, happen to us can steal our voice, you know, and, and it helps me. I can't help but to go back on to how the young lady, uh, Miss Jackie, in our Dream Builders class had spoken about how she felt like her voice was stolen when someone just kind of started talking about her accent. You know, we, we spoke on that last time. And, you know, there are all kind of vices out there that can steal your voice. Um, one thing in particular that I know that, that hindered me one time, but I didn't let it hinder me long, is like you were saying, you have to be careful what you say. You know, sometimes people can, in a text, or in an email, they can say yes. something, and we, we ourselves, can um, misconstrue what they're trying to say. Because, yes, that is yeah. So because true. you may be thinking, oh, they said that in a negative way, you know. And, and in actuality, it was just written, and it was it was what was inside of us that took it the way that we took it. And um, I wanna, I wanna know this. Can a stolen voice be a generational issue or problem? Oh, definitely. You know, uh, when I think about generations, you know, my, my mother was like that. My mother's mother was like that. My father's father's father was like that. Um, you know, sometimes uh, there are those things, and I don't know why, um, but there are those things that have happened in previous generations that happened to a person and 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 it gets carried forward now you know we're spiritual beings so we're carrying it forward it it just happens spiritually that there are deposits that take place in us as we move forward in our lives as new birth happens um and so you know and we can say it an example would be you know she she moves like uh, my mother moves Mm. she she have she sounds like my mother you know she used the same phrases you know i used to think about that with my daughter how um they were she she was just crazy about my mom and so, you know, as she grew older, I could see my mother's mannerisms in her. I could right. see, you know, the way she acted, you know. So it wasn't that, you know, she lived with my mother or my mother groomed her. That was just something that was deposited in her. She carried it forward into to, to my daughter's generation. Right. And so, you know, I think that that's what happens sometimes when we've been, we haven't, we've been bruised, we've been battered or we've been uh, hurt so bad 
um, we carry it forward. And keep in mind, now it's not just those things that are, are, are not, you know, that are bad that, that we're talking about. Some of those good things go forward right. with us too. You know, we get to see all of those strengths and stuff uh, manifest themselves in, in our future generations. So I think, you know, yeah, generationally, we have to be so careful um, and making sure that in our position in, in a generation mm-hmm. that we, you know, number one, we get healed. We, we learn to speak about the things that hurt. We share, we communicate. Communication is so important. And I think that, you know, of course, speaking up, I can't hear you. And who stole my voice is all centered in communication and being able to, to, to communicate on a different level and share your thoughts in order to make sure that you, like you said, you know, to be be clearly understood, you know, because there are connotations that come behind things, you know, and you start to think it means one thing, but it didn't, you know, (laughs) so yeah, definitely. You know, one thing that kind of came to my mind when we were speaking on um, generational issues, you know, I remember Mm -hmm. um, when Oprah Winfrey had um, first kind of come on the air, I was, um, I want to say I was kind of like in high school. I just can't remember. I know it's been a long time ago. However, she came forward and she spoke about the abuse that was happening to her in her family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I think about generations, you know, this might be a little touchy um, subject. But, you know, when you think about molestation that goes on within the families and the women back in the, I'm going to say back in the olden days, which I'm sure is still happening currently, they hushed hushed that up. They they kept it quiet, you know, like if Uncle uh, Billy Bob or you know, whomever, a little uh, cousin Tyke, you know, came in and he was fundling with the little kids and, you know, they found that out. A lot of times they kept that quiet because they didn't want it to be known that, you know, someone in our family can do that kind of thing. And I really think that if people would 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 speak up more about these things then it would teach our kids the generations to come that those type of things are not acceptable they're not right and you know you keep that quiet in a family and it just keeps repeating itself history keeps repeating itself because there's no light that has been shed on that situation and that to me becomes a problem What what do you think about that Yes. Did you, did you, I don't know if we got kind of disconnected. Can you still hear me, Dr. Jenkins? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. It was a little break for about two seconds, but I, I, I can hear oh, you loud okay. and clear. Well, I'm going to go ahead and re-ask that question. What do you think about uh, people within the families keeping um, things like that hushed? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, that. that's a great example, Renata, of, of a stolen voice, you know, of, of, uh, I think things like that can be so traumatic um, because it was number one because it happened yes and and shouldn't have happened <clears throat> it happened way before its time in fact by someone who had no rights to cause it to happen um, so it becomes something that 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 is hidden number one it was hidden because it didn't get get shared and it got hushed up yes. and, and and put under the rug nobody really wanted to to deal with it 
um, because they didn't know how. Not because they didn't want to. That's what I'm learning. It wasn't because they didn't want to. They didn't know how. They didn't have the right tools and resources um, to do it. So, yeah, definitely. Though that, That's an example of where a stolen voice starts. Yeah. Um, you know, now you can't talk about it. Now you don't feel comfortable when you should be. Not now that you're, you're, you're of age, you're, you're married or you're, you're in a relationship where you want to be intimate, but you can't because there's something right there that stole your voice. It stole that, that feeling from you. So you can't really articulate how to, you know, in, in action or in word, you can't articulate how you feel about someone because, you know, uh, Uncle Junjun did this thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Or Aunt, Aunt, Aunt. It's not always Uncle right, Junjun right. either. It can be Aunt, 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 Aunt Mumu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, and it causes that thing to grow and grow and grow and grow and so much pain attached to it. And now I can't even speak. I can't share my thoughts and my ideas with somebody who cares for me. I mean, it's so big. It's so huge. You know, when our voices are stolen, I, I think. I just want to encourage people and, and, and let people know that your voice is important. If, if there were things in your life that transpired where your voice was stolen for any reason or, or by any uh, means, I encourage you to get healed, to find a safe place to share your voice, find a safe place to speak that thing and, and confront it head on um, within yourself. And, and whatever it takes in the healing process so that you can move forward in your life so that you can um, share your voice, share, help somebody else who's going through the same thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's very important to, you know, because your testimony sometimes is someone else's breakthrough in their lives. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, it, it's kind of funny. I remember um, hearing a preacher say, you know, about gossip. You know, we, we sometimes we use our voice for the wrong thing too. You know, when you speak up, I can't hear you. And then people start really speaking up about gossip. You know, sometimes that gossip will, I ain't gonna say sometimes, it will tear down people. And that's another thing that yes. will steal someone vo- someone's voice. I remember a preacher saying one time to, to the congregation, I guess it was a bunch of gossip going on. I was kind of young then, but he said, if you want someone to stop gossiping to you, Go back and tell the other person what that other person said. You know, like when you're speaking to someone and they say, uh, who told you that? Tell them. I guarantee you that other person um, will come back and not tell you anything anymore. You know, especially after you told them, you know, like, stop coming to me with this negativity. You know, oh, 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 I want to ask this. This, I think this is kind of important. Do you think... The communication in relationships, you know, between a mother and daughter, a mother and a son, a father and a son, uh, siblings, um, husband and wives, just any kind of relationship that are close. You know how they always say communication um, is one of the leading causes in divorce or one of the leading causes in a family breakup. Do you think that people can't communicate because their voices have been stolen? could definitely be tied to that then that may not be the only issue but definitely i mean it's it's definitely indicates that there's a stolen voice when you you can't um share your thoughts and and you know as to 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 just just in the general communication if you can't share there definitely has to be something that's at the center of that something happened um so you know it could be sometimes that you know you grow up in a household where there was no communication 
just none. Don't know really know why. I, I, I'm, I'm not an expert on it. I just know that um, if a family just is used to not talking and not saying anything, you, you just, you know, there are some communication that goes on non-verbally, I'm right. sure. But then you meet someone who is a big communicator and they're sharing their voice and thoughts and you don't share. Um, I think that, yeah, that, that, that can be an indicator of something going on. Definitely. Yeah. Cause we should all be able to communicate on some level right, right. you know because <laughs> um, everybody has an yeah. opinion yes everybody has an opinion yeah. and and you know one thing that i found that that's really funny though when um you're having a, a conversation with someone and you're talking to them but then the conversation is really one-sided because you're doing all of the talking and then they only respond to the questions that you ask you know yeah and you know, when I think of who stole my voice, that that really is a deep, deep question because that's an inner question. That's something that you need to ask yourself, like, who stole my voice? Because when you get to the root of your problem, healing comes, you know, yes. healing comes. And so um, what else would you like to say out there to um, people? You know, first is um, speak up. I can't hear you. But then mm -hmm. there are some people that are stuck because their voice has been stolen. What other um, advice or information would you like for someone whose voice has been stolen to know? I would like for them to know that there are social circles, groups of people um, out there that can really, really help and you choose those groups you know sometimes we are afraid because we see people and we see them we look at them and we say there's something about that person that i really like right <laughs> um, I, I like the way she she talks i like the way she presents and uh so we're sometimes we're, we're a little afraid to go up to that person but i encourage you to go to that person strike up a conversation doesn't have to be about that thing that was perhaps stolen from you just introduce yourself and, and, and let that person know, I'd, I'd like to, to, to get to know you. I'd like to um, find out more about you. I'd like to know more about what you're about, what you do in your life. And, you know, swap text, emails, whatever it is, um, you know, because I think that's so important. I had, I, I, I remember presenting a while back in, in a, a, a part of Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'd driven there, it took me a little while to get there, got there. It was my time to speak. So I did. And there was somebody in the room and uh, came up to me and asked me just right then after I finished presenting. She said to me, she said, I like the way you present. I like the way that you speak. She said, would you mind speaking with me a little later i would love for you to mentor me mm -hmm. and i'm like huh <laughs> and keep in mind i'm going through all kind of things right. I'm, I'm mentally going through it it had and when i did that it had not been long after I, my daughter's passings but i was still trying to push through and keep the obligations that i'd already um said i you know would gave my word on so um when she asked me that, I was just taken aback. And of course, I, within myself, I withdrew. I shrunk because I was like, oh, I, I don't know. Um, but at that moment, I knew, I realized, you know, Renata, our lives are not our own. Yeah, you're right. You know, we, we, we belong to God. And whatever it is he has for us to do, whoever it is that he has for us to help, either, even if it's a moment, if it's if it's six months or a year, um, we need to be available. And I, that, that changed my life. She wasn't the first person, but at that time I was in a place where it was, I was, I, I, I knew I, 
I didn't think I could in my own strength um, do it. But, you know, we've been in relationship ever since then. I've watched her grow. I've watched her write books. I've watched her evolve in her her professional life. And so it's it's just been a great team up. So I, I, I just encourage everybody to find that circle, find that place. Don't be afraid uh, to come up to people and, and, you know, the only thing they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. And then I'm on to the next. You know, we prepare ourselves. You know, I'm not going to get bruised if they don't want to, you know, be in relationship. But you're the one in need. So you're the one who pursues it. Right. I'm going to send you an email. OK, you know, be looking out for my email, you know, because yeah. we want to build a relationship. And, it, and it, 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 it may be for one specific thing. Maybe it's some, some of my mentees that I talk to just want a professional help. Great. Um, and so that's that's what I give, but you're gonna get all of me, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just think it's important. You know, that brings me back. I remember when um, I was um, teaching when I first came to Pleasant Grove Elementary, and I was teaching sixth grade. And you know, back then we we had more autonomy in our classroom. It wasn't all about the test. So um, mm-hmm. by us teaching um, reading, we used to put on plays because plays was one of the things that um, helped children with their fluency and their comprehension and so I remember this this young man he was really shy he was really shy to speak up but now when he was on the playground with his friends he could he could speak but when it came time for him to do his part oh my god he was shut down every time and so what we did we made masks we made our costumes and I tell you when that boy put that mask on he had a voice he spoke loudly with confidence he was aggressive you know i mean it was it was like a totally different person and so i one thing that i keep hearing um as we speak about uh speak up i can't hear you and who stole my voice is that word fear and so that leads me to believe that fear can be one of the number one causes of your voice being stolen and shyness and shyness and i think yeah being shy and having fear kind of go hand in hand what are your thoughts on that yeah, definitely. I think that's a beautiful example of the young man when he, you know, was sort of out of character or, or put on a mask. He was uh, one way. Um, and, and, you know, I think, Renata, really, when I think about when I hear that, hear that it, it, it just goes straight to my spirit, man, is that sometimes we, we put on masks yes. um, and, and we present ourselves and, and maybe that's a little bit easier for us to deal with. But it also tells me that there's always somebody going through something. And, and, and it sounds like in your classroom, um, you had a, a, a open door policy to be who you are, be who you are, be who you want to be at this moment. And that helped encourage him to move forward. And I think it's just important for us to realize that, you know, we have to be aware yes. of, of people, be aware of who our audience is. That's one of the things I learned from uh, Lisa Nichols and, 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 and others is that, you know, we need to know our audience, who's in our audience, who's potentially here. We don't have to know them by name, birthright, who yeah. their mother is, <laughs> nothing like that. Just be aware. Just stop for a minute and breathe. Look into their eyes and see. The eyes are the window to the soul. Look and see who's here. And so when you look at your classroom, that's, that's what I see you looking at your classroom, observing and then knowing each one of your students, knowing something about them. Um, it, it helps uh, be able to meet their needs, be able to introduce them to the opportunities to share their voice, share their thoughts, share their creativity, share their lives, share their hope, what's important to them. 
You know what I'm saying? And I, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, I have such a great respect for educators in, in, in early education. And, you know, I, I'm in, in, in higher ed and, you know, you still get to see some of the same things when you look into the eyes of your students and you feel what they feel. I just think it's so important and, and definitely it, we, we have a responsibility to do so. Yes. You know what's funny to me on the funny side of um, uh, who stole my voice? I think of... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you used to always hear, well, I did coming up, I used to hear um, a drunk man tells no lies. And, so, mm-hmm. you know, as I, I'm, I'm, I'm an observer too, you know, quiet as it kept, I observe people. I look and I, and I watch people and I watch their mannerisms and things. And so, you know, coming up, you know, I used to go to the clubs a lot or, you know, we would have get togethers and we would, we would indulge, we would drink and everything. And it is so funny how sometimes the shyest person, when they get that little, what they call a little jungle juice in them, <laughs> how their voice is not stolen at that moment. They they really yeah. speak up and they say things that they really wanted to say all along, all along, yeah. you know. And, and, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. that's amazing to me because um, I'm not going to lie to you. I remember, um, you know, when... My aunt and I, we used to drink, you know, my aunt is my mom's baby sister. So we're kind of closer in age because my mother could uh-huh. be my aunt's mother as well, as far as the age difference. And in essence, she she pretty was a, a mother figure to her. And so I remember my aunt and I, we would really indulge and we would just, you know, drink and just have a good time. We didn't fear anything. And then I'll never forget when we had slowed down and... Um, I remember the car had stopped one time. We were going to Jacksonville and um, it wasn't anything for us to just go up to that door and knock on it, you know, because we were full of that juice. We didn't fear anything. But then as Uh we got older, we started, you know, we wasn't as bold. We wasn't as brave as we were when that alcohol was in us. And so that was one of the things that's really interesting to me is how when a person um, is intoxicated or, or they are high or whatever vice that they're on, how they become bold with their voice. Um, have you ever experienced anything like that? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Personally and, you know, <laughs> been on the other side of that thing. So, you know, I, I, I this is the thing, Renata, I've had this thought before. I used to always wonder why do, you know, like up north, they just call it a, 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 a liquor store. Uh-huh. But as I moved south, I started to see that it was labeled like spirits, yes. spirits and whatever uh-huh. spirits, you know. So so when I started to really think about that thing, I realized that, yeah, yeah. When you drink alcohol, it awakens a spirit in you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? That's, that's just what happens. So. <laughs> and, and so when, when we when we take on that spirit that comes with alcohol it makes us do things it can make us become out of character now some people we see they don't you don't even know they have right. a drink right? <laughs> <laughs> but there are times when that and, and so i think it's just so true the people whoever named it the spirits the spirits and candy spirits and pop yeah. whatever they knew that it created a spirit within you and it does now whether that is your own spirit or or, or whomever's i, I don't know but I do know because I've been there. I've had I've, I've, I've had drinks before, so I know what it can produce. And I, I think it's just it's just true. Contextually, it is a spirit that, that that we release that is released through the drinking of alcohol, and it makes us present very different. <laughs> you you are so right, and we can become accustomed to it. We can become. I need a drink in order to say something. You know, 
what reality comes to mind mm-hmm. um, when you had mentioned that uh, speak up everybody has something that that's important to say you know they every, everyone um, has has a need to speak about uh, things that are important to them and you know when yes. we were um, laughing and talking about the spirits you know when when it when it drinks that that just proves that people want to say things they just don't know how to say things you know that 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 yes. analogy right there when we talk about a drunk man tells no lie because what's in mm-hmm. you you know out of out of out of the mouth speaks the issues of life and so sometimes yes. people can't speak those issues um freely and 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 you know for whatever reason but yeah that's that that just kind of brought that to my mind um what what nugget you know do you have anything else you would like to add first of all about um who stole my voice what what nugget would you give to the listeners as we get ready to close I think one nugget that I have is just, you know, keep trying, keep giving it 100% every day, keep speaking up, keep trying, keep, keep speaking up in small ways every day in order to get to the other side of whatever it is that you're going through. Um, it's important that we get help. However, we get that help, uh, though, it, it should be in a positive way. It should be in a way that enhances who we are. Um, so you know, be able to, being able to, to get in circles, get, get around people who care about you, who care about the things that you care about, that, 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 that's so important to me. It it enhances, it gives us the opportunity to grow. Um, So, you know, get in a space where you are growing, where you are dealing with the issues of life, or we know that they are, they are there, that they're going to come. Um, But, but get in a space where you can get help, and grow. It's important that we grow. We, we, you know, I used to tell myself when my kids were growing that I wanted to grow with them. I couldn't stay, I couldn't continue to treat them like they were four and they were eight. (laughs) Right. I had to grow with them. So I think in every space of our lives, we have to grow, you know, now, now, now that I'm in uh, my fifties, I've, I've got to be able to grow in, in, in the right progression. Right. I can't go backward. <laughs> um, so, so I think it's important that we grow and we be in safe circles we, we, it's where we can share our voice, where we can get the help and support. And the other thing I want to say is make sure that if you're in relationship with, with, with people, girlfriends, you know, uh, guy friends, whoever, cousins, whatever, make sure they yes. care about what you care about. Let them know what you care about. I just think that's so important when you're in a relationship and it's one-sided and like you said earlier, Renata, where people just talking and they not listening to you. They only time they stop Mm -hmm. is when you ask them a question. Um, You know, you look for those people who are interested in having a dialogue, not a monologue. Um, So I just think that's important to, 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 you know, share as a nugget to, to, to be able to uh, get in those safe circles and, and, and look for them. They're there. They're all around us. We just got to keep trying. Keep trying. Well, Dr. Jenkins, I thank you. And before we go, I'm going to give one last little nugget, you know, something that my takeaway, um, you know, as I mentioned before, Dr. Jenkins' motto is speak up. I can't hear you. And she has a passion about encouraging women to use their voices to speak up about 
things that are important to them and to lift up their voices and be heard without fear or hesitation. So I really like, my takeaway was, voice your opinions loudly, aggressively, or publicly in small ways. Because the Bible says, who despises a small thing? And then later, you you will grow. You will see that grow. So again, Dr. Jenkins, I, I appreciate you. And I'm asking my audiences to tune in again, because we will have a part three coming up because as we say, it is very, very important that we speak up because God, he entrusts us to say what needs to be said, especially, especially as Christians. We need to be accountable to God to speak to power when there is oppression and injustices in this world. So again, Dr. Jenkins, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to joining you all again soon. And I just want to leave you with this scripture, Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Thank you, Renata. Amen.